So my name is Lenny Escobar. Uh, I'm the black guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who are you? I'm I'm Cody Moulton. So the other guy doing the show. I'm the white guy. Uh, with my own drumming past as a as a professional drummer. I'm not a professional. I don't know why I said that. That was a dumb thing to say. Oh, we're used to it. <laughs> Welcome to the In Black and White Show, where we just try to have natural conversations about life and the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm one of your hosts, Lenny, and the other host here sitting in front of me. Who are you? I am Cody. Good. Yeah. Roger Cody. Yeah. Because it'd been Can really weird. It'd be weird if yeah. Why? Well, huh? like you know, actually I can't no. tell. All white people look the same to me. I'm just kidding. No, I can tell it's because it's because the way your face looks. Mm-hmm. Anyways, okay. Uh, yeah, we're we're excited to be here. We have some exciting things to talk about. When we say exciting, it just means that we're excited to talk about. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so yeah, we're gonna just jump into things. We wow. gonna, we're just gonna jump in. Yeah, I what mean, is this a, what is this, a pool party? Yeah, we're we're gonna. I don't know why that was. I think you kind of do a quick hyperventilating thing before you jump in. You just jump in the water? Yeah. Cannonball? Well, I do because it's cold. It's always cold before you jump in the water. Yeah, that's true. I mean, especially if you're jumping in the lake, which you should go right now. Go jump in a lake? Yeah, go jump in one. Oh, okay. Utah Lake. Uh, Will you throw yourself through that wall first? Can't. Too strong. That doesn't make sense. (laughs) What is this? The, I'm too, the wall is too strong. Oh, yeah. Or I'll just lift up the wall and just walk under it. Under it. it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. You're pretty proud about your would would, would, oh. would you rather. So let's, 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 let's lay it down. Absolutely. Oh, I don't know that we've, well, anyway. Everyone, just if you're new here, we start off episodes with would you rather questions just to get us thinking before we get into our gospel topics. We are going to talk about the gospel. Don't worry. All right. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, here we go. Okay, all right. All right, so this is a really good one. I just found it, and I'm pretty excited about it. Mm -hmm. I hope that we haven't actually talked about this, but, Cody. Okay. Would you rather have the ability to see 10 minutes into the future or 150 years into the future? Uh, 150 years, hands down. Okay. Explain. Yeah, I don't want to know the future, bro. Like, I well, ooh, well, no, yeah, yeah. 150 years is far enough out that I feel like it would be interesting and cool to know. But I also don't think it would paralyze me. I don't understand. Ten minutes into the future? Yeah. There's a lot of things we wouldn't do. If we, do you think how, we just talked about being anxious. Yeah, that's true. Uh, before we started this episode. Uh-huh. I would be in a constant state of anxiety because <laughs> think about it. I'm like 10 minutes in the future. Maybe that's my dentist appointment. I know exactly what it's going to feel like all of a sudden. I don't want to do this. I'm, I'm I'm much more likely to go to the dentist if I don't if I don't remember very well how bad it felt last time I went. You know what I'm saying? It's easier to do hard things when you forget the hardest parts of them. But if you're looking 10 minutes into the future and you can see it right in front of you. It's going to be hard. I don't know that I want to know that. You know, I, I think I, I was in the camp of uh, 10 minutes in the future, but I think you've convinced me. Yeah. I think that you're right. I think it would be harder to do things if we knew 
what we were going to experience. Yeah. I mean, in, in a certain respect, in a certain respect, because if you're like, if you knew something was going to work out, then you would do it 100. percent But like, what's the point of? Uh, so if you can see 10 minutes into the future, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, how does that change your life, really, though? I mean, well, it, maybe it would just make you more confident, maybe like more confident in in how things are going to go. That's true. It's, I think maybe if you change the question and said, like you just saw 150 or 150, uh, 10 minutes into the future, and you could change one action, or 150 years into the future, and you could change. So maybe maybe like like uh, so so you can see into the future ten minutes a a potential future a, a potential what could happen right, like, and then yeah, you can change course. We're getting into some like you know um, Marvel multiverse type of things. Yeah 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 yeah. This this was yeah okay all right. In that case, I'm still gonna stand by it. I think I uh, I think I'm 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 gonna be better off not knowing. I'm gonna be more functional not knowing. Hmm. And it, which is weird because that makes me think. That perfect memory isn't necessarily a gift. Maybe bad memory, to some extent, is a bit of a gift. You know what I'm saying? Maybe. You could see, but you could see that about anything. You could be like, you know, having too much of something is is yeah is a curse and a gift, and having too little of something is also a curse and a gift. Yeah, yeah. We'll find the you know find the pros and the cons. Right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, my wife always says like, "Oh yeah, I've I've I've." I've read this book before, or I've watched this movie before, and then you'll know, ask her a month later, and she's like, she doesn't remember. But she got a lot out of the book. She remembers, like, mm. the principles. But the reason she she thinks that's a good thing, because she's like, I can go back, and I can reread this book, and it's new to me. I can watch this movie again, and it's new to me. <laughs> it's like you're watching the movie for the first time. Yeah. So I'm like, no, okay, you know, there's, there's benefits. You know, there is something... I think for me, like I, I'm a I'm a creature of habit. I think I need a little bit of stability in life, because sometimes when I, when I rewatch things, I rewatch things because I know what's going to happen, so I'm yeah. not surprised. You yeah. know, like there are certain episodes of The Office that I like that I gravitate to because they're they're not too awkward and they're not too you know. So you know what's coming. I know exactly what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But all this also there's episodes of The Office that I know that it's super awkward. And it makes me uncomfortable, so I don't you watch them as often. So I just skip them. Yeah. Well, it's like Dune. Okay, Dune is. Oh, Dune. We we, we could do a whole episode on Dune because oh, that's, that's one good. of the best movies I've seen. Since that was Lord pretty Lynch. good one. It was pretty good one. Um. Bah. Anyways. Um. <laughs> Random sounds. <laughs> you've seen Dune. Everybody knows what's going on right yeah. now. Um. But the first time I saw that, I was like, I don't know where this is going. I thought it was going to end four different times. So I mentally geared up for it to end four different times the first time I saw it. Now, the second time I saw it, I knew when it was going to end. So I could actually appreciate the moments for what they were in the place of the movie that they were in. Hmm. I actually appreciate it. I liked it better the second time. That's interesting. I I remember because your second time was my first time. That's right. Yeah. And uh, I was watching it. I was like, what the heck is happening? (laughs) No, everything, everything. I was just asking. Yeah, we could. It was. It's such a confusing, confusing movie, confusing book. Until you get it, until you like understand, yeah. and then it makes sense. Yeah. Like all the all the lore and the story and everything. Right. But anyway, yeah. Do you stand by that ten minute thing? I, you know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think. Uh, I think I might do the 150. You know, you know, I'm gonna stay in the camp. Right. Yeah, ten minutes. I'll choose yeah. ten minutes. Okay. Um, and I think it's. I think if I, I would choose ten minutes, if we had the addendum. Of like could change one thing. Yeah. Would you be able to see the future after you change the one thing? No, no. So that that's the thing. Oh, okay. you be able to see the future, then be able to change one thing, and then you have to live oh, with that next. That's pretty powerful. 
with that next uh, 10, 10, uh, 10 minutes or whatever going It's like a gambler's life. It's like, okay, I don't love that outcome. It's a good one. I'm going to change what I'm going to do now, and let's see. There could be a movie about that. Yeah. Maybe there is a movie about that? I don't know. If there is, write us and tell us, please. And if not, don't take our idea because we're going to make... Yeah, and if, if you do take it and it's successful, then put us somewhere in the credits. And if it's not, then don't link us to it at all because <laughs> I don't want to pay for that. You know what? Honestly, I'd rather be a part of a bad movie than no movie. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm in. Let me in. <laughs> whatever the whatever the outcome. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. That was good. Yeah. That was a good one. Well, thank you. you. Got me thinking. Yeah, for got sure. Got everybody thinking. I hope so. If you're not thinking, then why are you listening? And then what are you doing? Yeah. Knock it off. <laughs> Knock off not thinking. Yeah. Stop not thinking. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on. Let's get into the meat and potatoes. Let's get into the the what you came here for, um, and that is the black and white. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna start with we're gonna start with the gray first, actually. So for again, just a real quick uh, two second. Uh, I guess calling card of of these of this new season, basically we're separating it into um, the gray and the black and white of the gospel. Gray meaning questions, black and white meaning the principles that could help to answer um, and find some peace in these answers, uh, in these questions. So, right. and 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 just to add on that, gray resembles things that we don't have clear answers to, and the black and white because we do believe there is black and white absolutes to the gospel. And those are the doctrines and the principles. So that's that's what we're going to end on because that's, you know, that's what we do know. And even if we do have the black and white questions that are sometimes hard to answer. And we kind of bridge the gap there. So anyway, that's that. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. Thank, thanks for uh, clarifying that. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going <laughs> to. So we're going to start off uh, such a, a great and powerful question. Um, oh, yeah. I'll read it. Yeah. We, Let me read we, it. Go would ahead, you go ahead and read it. Okay. Because you can't read. Wait, I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's this this um, <clears throat> topic came from my buddy, um, my 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 neighborhood pal. It's a great it's a great title for friends. My neighborhood pal. This is my neighborhood pal. Yeah, it's pretty good. Like if you knew like an acquaintance from high school, you're like I wouldn't say they're my friend, but like I, you know, I was homies with them in class or in the hallway at school. What would you call it? You, you go my school homie. Like your school homie? School buddy? It's just like a neighborhood pal. Yeah. All right. So anyway. So you're telling me, you, you basically you just spent this whole time saying that I, this buddy of yours is not really a real friend. He's just your neighborhood no, no, pal. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It looks like that. But I actually hang out with this guy. Oh, okay. So he's a, yeah. he's a friend. So why don't yeah. you just say he's a friend? He's a neighborhood pal. And a friend. <laughs> and a friend, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so he, he pitched this to us. He said, uh, essentially his question or not a question, a concern, more like a, a topic that we could discuss is how do you address gospel topics that don't have a black or white answer? And so this is a little self-aware of the whole purpose of this season. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in, in the, in the, in the, in, you know, I'm just gonna have a quick stroke here. <laughs> as far as like our approach is to discuss gray great issues but we always want to walk away with the black and white answer and uh that's that's the beauty of this question is it, it is kind of our the calling card of our of our season that we're going forward with um he specifically gave an example with miscarriage for example mm-hmm. so in in the church you know there's not a lot of written word on how if if we have miscarried children 
Are they going to be your children in the next life? Are they spirits that were lost? Do they have their ordinances? Are they are they going straight to the celestial kingdom? Um, things like that. And those are hard questions to ask, especially in a difficult time in your life. If you if you ever had to deal with the, the trauma of a miscarriage, and um, so we we did study um, along the lines. You know, we started our studies with with uh, looking at miscarriage as as a, as a jumping off point, but even beyond that. Um, just any topics in general in the church that might be difficult to reconcile or understand. There isn't a prophet out there who says this is this is what happens, you know, in this exact situation. Um, we don't have that. How do we how do we deal with that? How do we answer that? So mm-hmm. that's the question. I just said I spent like nine minutes on that. Sorry. Well, it was only it was actually only a minute and a half. But okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks for keeping track. <laughs> well, I think uh, it's interesting just talking about. Just talking about uh, thinking about these these types of topics, um, they're, they're probably I mean they're definitely. Here's what I actually want to say. Want to start us off. There is definitely an answer. There is definitely an answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, we just don't know what that answer is. Maybe it hasn't been. Uh, well, I should say we haven't. We don't know for sure what that answer is because maybe you know hasn't been revealed yet. It hasn't. There hasn't been talks on it. Um, there hasn't been any you know actually say revelation on it. However. There is an answer. And I think that that is a really great, a really important black and white is that there is an answer yeah, for everything. That's a good point. That's a very good point. Um, but when when we receive this answer, how we receive it and what it's going to do for us in our life is totally dependent on 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 God, on Heavenly Father, especially because I think there's very specific answers that affect uh, the entirety of uh, the entirety of his people on earth and his his entire church uh, and then going you can go all the way down and how it how it'll affect e- each individual right and he's got he's got a, a a very very specific plan for all of that and so uh, you look like you have something you want to say I do yeah, I, go ahead. I, I, go ahead. I, well, we were talking about this last night no no you weren't here last night it was a couple um, nights ago who was I talking to that was I some know. random guy yeah um, probably a neighborhood pal just a neighborhood pal <laughs> Um, no, I, we were talking a couple nights ago about how the, the the gospel is, you know, we, we refer to the church, especially as a missionary, the one true church, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we, we were talking about how you could see how if, if you know, if you're like non-denominational or part of another Christian church or something like that, you're like, okay, what makes you think that you have a monopoly on the truth, right? And that's never something we want to come off as thinking that we have a monopoly on the truth, in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Um, when we say the one true church, we mean the church doesn't have all the answers. We don't have all the answers. We've never had all the answers. Nobody has all the answers. Nobody knows all the answers. This is this is a good example. Uh, as we're This is a good um, question for this conversation. And this isn't why we had the conversation, but um, we don't have all the answers. But the reason... We claim to have the fullness of the gospel is because we know that we have a knowledge of all the doctrines, principles, and ordinances that are necessary for eternal life. Um, that's the black and white of the gospel right there, mm-hmm. black and white. Mm-hmm. We even have some extra black and white that aren't pertinent to exaltation or making it back to Heavenly Father. However... We also believe in ongoing revelation through prophets, and we also believe 
that the restoration is continually happening. So we don't have answers on these, but like you said, there are answers out there. We're going to know them someday. Um, so I think a better, you know, maybe a better way to frame these is, is just, is to think in these hard situations, especially, you know, something difficult and we want to be very sensitive about, you know, miscarriage. That's, that's a, that's a tough thing to, for anyone to have to, to go through. And, um, especially with our understanding of eternal families and how Mm -hmm. families are bound together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's not that there isn't an answer or that we aren't, um, out there or anything like that, but that there is an answer. We don't have it. What do we have now that we can go with that we can, that we can, that we can grab a hold of and move forward with, you know? Yeah, and, I, and I think that's such a, I think what an interesting, an interesting, um, as we think about, uh, this, the answer that, that you're talking about is faith. Like, uh, I say the answer, but really that's that's the that's one of the that's the first principle of the gospel. Right. Faith in, and not just faith, but faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I think that we really needs to be important that we we attach him to that, attach him to faith. Because you can have faith in a lot of things, but this is faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. And when we say Christ, Christ has suffered all things. Suffer, he has he has provided a way for all things to be right. So like I mean like that doesn't it, it doesn't even matter what it is all things will be right so so all of the you know all of the pain and the heartache you know of you know especially specifically in this case of miscarriages we're talking about Christ has felt that he knows exactly what to do about it and so we can have faith in in him and when I, when I think about that when I think about faith in him is faith that he knows what's going to happen and he has already planned for it prepared for it and is going to enact it. In in the way that it, in, in the time that is necessary uh, for yeah. all of us, and so I think when, when we when we have that when we when we when we understand and have and can think about that in that in those terms, it becomes easier to deal with the questions because the questions still remain. Right. The question still remains, but I think it's easier. Like okay, Christ is in charge. Christ knows what is going to happen. I can trust him, even if the question is still there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a good way to put it. And I think. Um, there's, well, I, I just lost my thought. Here, I'll I'll say another thing real quick. Okay. Um, one of the things that I, I think is really important. Um. Uh, one of the things that I'm, I'm I was thinking about as as I was thinking about this question and looking and and trying to find some answers for it. Um. It, it all came it all came back to me for me is this bit of revelation at least it was revelation to me, um that. The restoration is a process, but uh, when I when I, when when I think about that, um, ongoing revelation of different answers coming to light, you know, more light, more more things revealed for our experience on Earth, and you know, maybe even our experience uh, in, in heaven. But one of the things that I, I was thinking about specifically is that everything is revealed little by little. Second Nephi. 30 for no sorry 28 yeah second Nephi 28 verse 30 only reason I know that's because you told me before this oh thank you I'm just validating you thank you yeah Yeah, just make sure I know the scriptures I've heard them before you've heard them yeah Yeah. you can't read (laughs) (laughs) second Nephi 28 verse 30 um, says uh, paraphrasing the scripture uh, Lord will reveal things line upon line Precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. I love this scripture because I think 
when we start with faith, faith in Christ, that's when the Lord is able to reveal to us little by little the answers to our questions. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that's a really powerful thing because I think one of the things I think is really, really cool is that the Lord can reveal to you specific things about your questions that will help you to reconcile your faith. Now, I want to say that again because I think that's really important. So regardless of of the church, of the, of the gospel a whole, specifically, if you have faith in Christ, or maybe I'll say it in, in my turn, in, in my, the way that I think about it, in my terms, if I have faith in Christ, I can receive answers to my questions little by little in a way that helps me in my situation to reconcile my faith. And I think that's really, I think that's really powerful because the gospel is for everyone, but the gospel is such a, such a personal thing. Yeah. Which is, which is interesting point because the black and white of the gospel, the doctrines and principles, these are blanket. Like this, this covers everyone, Mm -hmm. right? Faith, faith for you and for me, that's a principle we need to understand and that we need to exercise in our lives, right? Mm -hmm. For you and me, for anybody out there, that applies. Now, how our faith is tried and how our faith is built, it's going to look a little different. Um, There are some general principles there, like reading scriptures, build your faith and whatever. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. there's different trials you're going through Mm -hmm. that I'm not going through that are building your faith differently than my faith's being built. Mm -hmm. And in fact, that that ties into something my buddy said that I really appreciated. Um, uh, He said... uh, you know, he, he, he did a lot of studying about miscarriage or stillborn children and, and what, what, what happens to these, these children of God, you know, we, we, what happens to their, to their spirits? Are they still part of your family? These are, these are big, these are important yeah, questions. Really, really big questions. And, uh, a lot of the studying that I did, I, I think I probably read a lot of the same things that he was reading. Um, but, uh, because we don't know when the, when the spirit enters the body, mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's a big thing for we in, in the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints. We believe in a pre-mortal life. We were existed somewhere before we were here as spirit children of God, and then bodies are created for us on this earth. And we know that we live in a fallen world, and so there are things that happen in mortality that make it it make it difficult. We know that young children who pass away before the age of accountability, they will inherit all the blessings of the celestial kingdom, which is a huge blessing, right? So how does that apply in in a still stillborn situation or in a miscarriage? Mm-hmm. When does the spirit enter the body? Has it already happened? Has it not happened? We don't know. And there's scriptures and there's talks from prophets out there, and and they're they're pretty, and they're open and honest, which I really appreciate. They're like we we haven't received revelation. A few of them say, "This is my opinion," um, but none of them none of them have really clearly said this is exactly how we handle that situation. What we do know are a few different things regarding the God that we love and we serve and his compassion and his place as our father in the, in the universe. And I think that, that becomes our answer. It's like, we don't know what happens to these, these situations with miscarriage or stillborn children, but we do know that God loves us and we were in his custody in the pre-earth life and he's entrusting human parents for, for these spirit children. And we know that uh, 
if anybody knows these these kids better than than anyone out there, it's Heavenly Father. These are His children before before the earth even became a thing. So, I think that that gives me confidence. I know that God loves us. I know He loves His children, and He's going to make this right. And there was a scripture from from Joseph Smith, um, a, a statement from him: "All your losses will be made up to you in the resurrection, provided you continue faithful." By the vision of the Almighty, I have seen it. So we know that God's going to make everything right in the end. And other prophets have said that and testified to that. But I like what my buddy said, which is what I'm what I'm what I'm getting at here. Is he said, in our searches we couldn't find any clear answer one way or another. But we decided to choose the faith route. Hmm. And I was like, you know what? That is super powerful. Yeah. Because there's two ways you can take trauma and that you can take trials that are, you know, really personal and really, really just you know tear you down to the Ross level you can you can hold it against God and you can and it can challenge your faith and or you can try to find God in it even though you don't have the answers even though it's something happened that you didn't want to happen mm-hmm. and you can choose to have faith in him and cling to what you do know even though you might not have all the answers yeah and that's why faith is the black and white answer to this mm-hmm. like and I know that seems like a not black and white answer but that that, that is a doctrine and it is the first principle of the gospel. Mm-hmm. It's probably the most important one to understand. And I and I want to now as we're we're talking, we talk specifically about miscarriage. And I want to like again just bring it out a little broader about some of these questions of the gospel that we don't necessarily have black and white answers to, like we said in the beginning. I think that uh, one of the things as I was studying, you know, the precept upon precept, line upon line. It comes to me, I was thinking about this, about how how we learn in general. Um, we're going to take, uh, I'm going to use this example of somebody learning learning math. Professor Lenny over here. Yes, I am a, I am a professor. Anyways. <clears throat> Is that how they sound to you? I th- uh, yeah, that's all of them. All of them sound Don't like that. Do you have that. a buddy that's a professor? Yeah, he's like, oh, la, la, la. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, I'm a professor. I'm a professor. Anyway, sorry, we're getting back. <laughs> getting back. Right. Um, That's good. Well, well, something that was, uh, we're going to take learning math, for example. Okay, so if you are learning algebra, mm-hmm. say so you're, you're learning algebra. Cody, you're, I'm learning you're algebra. You're learning algebra. Okay. okay, and you don't get it. Okay, that's rude. You, you don't, yeah, yeah. Well, you don't know math, but but you don't get you don't get algebra. Right. Okay, you don't get algebra the first time. Right. Well, what do you like? Do you do you say like, oh man, this isn't this isn't true. This is this is terrible. This is nothing. Like algebra doesn't exist because because I, I don't understand it. Yeah. And I think that that's. But what happens is, but we don't really treat it that way. We don't treat we don't treat algebra that way. We say we go okay, let's try again. You try again. And you do it and you do it until you get it. And then when you get it, I don't know if everybody's experienced this, but me as, a, as an educator, it was I'm teaching somebody. When they get something, it's like their entire world opens up. Yeah. You know, even if that entire world is just, I'm, I'm a music teacher, so if that entire world is just learning, knowing how to know, to, to recognize rhythms, that opens up a whole world for them. I think it's the same thing with, with, with these faith, with, uh, with these questions in faith. If we have a question, if we don't understand something and we try, we try it, we try the faith, we try to, you know, reconcile and it doesn't work. 
I mean, don't don't give up then. Like I feel like that's, and I don't want to say that uh, most people people do that, but I, I think I, what I'm wanting to say is to to just kind of liken it to being to learning something that you don't understand that you that you have trouble with. And, and I feel like there is a difference between getting an answer and understanding something. Mm-hmm. And only and that just popped into my head when you were explaining that because I'm like thinking about rhythm, okay. Like it, it can be easy to the one one day it, I don't know about easy, but it, to me it makes sense with my own drumming past as a as a professional drummer. <laughs> I'm not a professional. Oh, I said that. That was a dumb thing to say. No, oh, we're used to it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> anyway, as a drummer, rhythm makes sense to me. Now, if you asked me why, and what is why is there an answer to that? We could dig and we could dig and we scientifically do I know why rhythm makes us like want to like tap our foot? What what is it in my brain that makes me want to react this way to rhythm or music? Okay, I don't have all the answers for that, but I do understand, you know, kind of how some of the the laws that rhythm goes by, and, and if mm-hmm. what what makes a rhythm something you want to you want to dance to and something you don't want to dance to, I don't have all the answers. Um, line upon line, I could probably go dig for it. And and like you said earlier, um, you know, going back to the math analogy, even mm. algebra is not going to make sense if you don't know addition, and yeah. subtraction. Yeah, it's true. And we got to know those those fundamentals. And I don't know where we are in the li- in this life right now with with difficult topics or topics that we don't have as much clarity on. Um. Like, are we just in the addition stage? And God's like, hey, I do have answers for you. I want you to do calculus. Um, but we got to get there. We got to learn. We got to learn addition and subtraction. We got to learn multiplication. Mm, you and know what? That's, you might not get to calculus in this life. That's a really powerful, that's a really powerful way of, of saying that because I feel like that's, sometimes that's what we are. We're like, hey, I want to know how to design a bridge. I want to know how to make a bridge and we're and 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 father is like okay yes we are going to build a bridge but hold on we got to know we got to learn some some basic principles we got to learn like you're right we we may just be in addition and subtraction and then we'll get to algebra and then we'll get to calculus and then we'll get to physics and then then we'll learn how to apply physics so that we can construct a bridge and all of those things but in like and so i think father is definitely saying like yes Yes, we will do that. Mm-hmm. But first, we have to do this. And I know that you don't understand why we can't just jump there. But we have to do this first. Yeah. We have to do this first. And I mean, just like a teacher, like, you know, I, I, I can totally relate to that that thought. As a music teacher, like, I want to sing this. I'm like, okay, that, we will get there. You are, that's a little too advanced for you right now. We're going to start here and we will work toward this. Yeah. You know, and... And then they're like, "What well, I want to sing this. This is what I want to work on. And you're like, okay, all right, we can do that. So then you find um, a very, very simple version of, of, of said thing. And then you work on that, that you can still get to it, you know? So I think, I think that that's a lot. Um, I really love this thought because I feel like that is a lot of what I think the answer to why some of the, why we don't have some of these answers to mm-hmm. some of these really things that we want answers to very specific things, maybe very technical, very, very, um, I don't know, yeah. out there. Very specific. Like, yeah. I mean, 
this actually makes me think of uh, of like there's lots of things, lots of topics, lots of uh, sciencing that's been done out there because mm-hmm. you know, that's a verb, and uh, that we we have faith in. You can't you can't tell me you know exactly how vaccines work, you know. We we know something blah 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 da 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 mRNA maybe, but what we do know is we can go research and listen to a bunch of different people talk about vaccines or medicine or whatever. I bring up vaccines because there's been a, I don't know if you've heard there's a pandemic that happened. Oh no, I haven't heard about that. Okay, no, anyway, no. so that was something I'm sure a lot of us studied, and there's lots of different things to research and learn about there, and a lot of different people to learn from. Mm-hmm. And they and some of them might have different ideas on it, and and it's a beautiful thing that we can learn from people with different ideas. But the point is, is is we don't understand all of how that works. We don't understand all of physics to know that a bridge is going to hold a, hold us if I drive over it. And I think that's that's how God is. That's how God works. And and He's up there lovingly saying, "Hey, I need you to trust me," you know. It's, this isn't a perfect analogy because people are people and nobody's perfect. Mm-hmm. And so we put our faith in 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 human institutions or human human uh, uh, scientific findings or whatever, and, and sometimes they fall a little bit short, but sometimes they don't. But with God, He's perfect, so He's asking, "Hey, I know I can't I can't tell you you're not somewhere where you can understand how all this is going to come together right now, but trust me, it's going to come together." you've had a miscarriage, you've had a stillborn, trust me, I love you. I love these children mm-hmm. that have been a part of your life, that, that played a, a role in your life. Um, trust me, all will be made right to you. And I want you to know that. I want you to have that answer, and you will have that answer. Oh, um, man. For now, for now, I need you to, to have faith in what you do know about me. That's, we'll get there. Oh, man, I think that is a perfect wrap-up to that question, is how do you reconcile some of these questions? Just... The, Imagining Father in Heaven saying that, I know that it doesn't make sense to you right now, but it will. And I need you to trust me. I need you to trust me until it does, because it will make sense. Oh, my gosh. That just makes me feel so just like, and just trust. And I love what you said there. Just trust what you do know about me. And I'm going to add, and if you don't know anything about me, go, go find out a little bit first. Yeah. And then, and then, and then we can continue having more conversations. Yeah, man, I just love that. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. If, if and if you don't feel like you know me or you haven't, you haven't uh, had me around for a while, you know, go go find me and, and rekindle what you what you do know, and let that help help uh, build your trust. Because I you know I I know that God's gonna make make everything right. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I know that His that's the whole purpose of His atonement of Christ's atonement is that we live in a fallen world and life isn't fair and it sucks that life isn't fair mm-hmm. and life is never going to be fair and it's not going to be fair for me or for you or you compare it to anyone else's life it's never going to add up but Christ did perform the atonement because through his atonement he can make all things right he can feel what we felt and he can help us help guide us through difficult things that no one else has experienced like we have. He can do that. Um, and his atonement can help make it right. In the end, his atonement is going to help restore us, restore our bodies. There's a scripture. Not one hair, neither moat, shall be lost for the workmanship of my hand. I mean, 
that that's pretty specific too. Like if, if God's not going to let a single hair pass away that shouldn't, He's going to take care of anything that comes to with, you know, whatever the outcome of a miscarriage or a stillborn. He is He is beyond in control of that. And and um, and same with other things, other hard questions we have. If He's that f- uh, um, aware and careful about a single hair on your head, you know. He's he's gonna be able to make all things right in the end. So, oh, amen, man, amen. Yeah. All right. Oh man, that's awesome. Uh, really, th- uh, thank you, Stephen, for sending us that question. Uh, that uh, just that gave us such great and insightful conversation. I, I really enjoyed enjoyed studying and enjoyed talking about it. And uh, everyone, I, I hope that you enjoyed listening and uh, that you had some thoughts and uh, maybe some insights of your own. Uh, we would love to hear those insights or thoughts if you want to share them with us. Uh, and you can do that in any of our of our social media platforms. Um, also, just want to do a, a quick a quick plug that we also discuss, like we discuss Stephen's question, we can discuss your question. So please, please also send us yes. Send us questions. Send us send us those thoughts that you are thinking about. Send us those those questions, even if they're a little more difficult. We promise that we will take them and treat them with the most utmost sensitivity. And also, if you want to remain anonymous because of it, absolutely, we'll we'll take that into consideration. Yeah. You can send us that at any of those any of these locations. You can you know, contact us. Um, probably the best place is sending us it to our email, which is inblackandwhitepodcast at gmail.com. And while you're at it, you should go to our Facebook and like us mm-hmm. at IBW Podcast. And follow us on Twitter at the same handle at IBW, Con- at mm. IBW Podcast. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Well, caught past. Yeah. But, 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 but. Anyways, really grateful for uh, everything uh, that, uh, our, that you, our listeners, have done for us. Your prayers, your thoughts, uh, just tuning in and supporting us throughout these years. Um, and we just want to continue to do so. And this is our, our effort is to reach out to you and say, be a part of our show. Ask us the questions. Uh, ask us your questions, and we would love to talk about it. So with that, thank you again for listening. Mm-hmm. We really appreciate you. We love you. We know that God loves you. And we hope that you have a great morning, day, evening, whatever you are listening to this. So with that, Godspeed, everyone. God is good. God is good.